I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Commencement, Speeches for the Class of 2020, is a production of iHeartRadio. Class of 2020, parents, faculty, rising graduates, welcome to Commencement. You made it. This year is a little different. A difficult time to graduate because the traditional graduation day has been put on hold. So we're bringing it to you wherever you are, because this is still your day, your moment. And now, put your hands together. It's time to be inspired. This year's commencement speaker, the one and only, Dr. Oz. Hi, I'm Dr. Mehmet Oz. Congratulations. So I was taught early in my career that blessed are the brief for they will be reinvited. So I'll keep this short, but hopefully powerful and useful for you. The big question you should be asking yourself is, am I headed for success and happiness? Both of them, success and happiness. And what's going to get me there? And remember, it's not just about knowledge for knowledge's sake. You've gone through college, you know that, and that's not the key by itself. So success is moving oneself towards an understanding of what is important in life. Happiness is being grateful for what you get on this adventure with all its mental and physical challenges and epiphanies, right? So the question then becomes, how does one become successful and happy? How do you get them both at the same time? So I'm going to share my top seven techniques. Number seven on the list. Every day you got to feel productive and challenged in a way tailor-made for your unique desires and strengths. So for me, it turned out that I have two things I could do in life. Surgery, which I adore, and hosted a television show. Both provide immediate gratification, both require quick action, make decisions rapidly. Uh, and I also knew that I would never, ever master the field, right? They're too big, too quick, quick changing. 
And so what I sought is that Zen experience, which both gave me that flow state uh, where nothing would bother me. I'd lose touch with time and location and all my creative energies would be released. And once I found that was true, I knew I could do that job. And at the same time, both these gave me the opportunity to serve others. And the service happened because I could help coordinate many moving parts, lots of good people trying to do their best and take that from what could have been a cacophony of noise into a symphony that made beautiful music. So let me just walk you through it. In the operating room, I've got nurses who know much more about how to hand me the right instruments and guide me along uh, than I would ever be able to do. I've got heart-lung machine perfusionists who run the device I need to keep the heart um, and the person uh, patient alive while I'm fixing their heart. Uh, I have anesthesiologists who are my partners and brothers uh, who uh, help me make sure the patient stays stable while I'm doing what I'm doing inside their chest. That all has got to happen, but all the action is right in the heart, right in the middle of the person I'm trying to help. In the studio, I've got lighting people and camera people and producers and props people and, and all, everyone working together to make the beautiful symphony happen in front of the camera. And in both cases, I've got to take some very smart people, allow them to collaborate together in order to bring the final high-quality result. That's what makes me excited, and you need to find that in your lives. Number six, develop a system for living your life that helps you meet challenges and evaluate opportunities as they come in front of you. And you want to avoid omitting the key steps to success. I'm going to walk you through them. You need a routine, otherwise you will make errors. So in my life, when I first started as a resident, I would ride my bike to work every single day. Now, I happen to live in New Jersey, and I work in Manhattan. So I'd have to ride my bike across the Hudson River or across the bridge, the George Washington Bridge. And I would do that every day of my residency. 5.30 in the morning, rain, shine, snow. I was on that bike going across. I didn't have a car. And today, I have to translate that experience to something very different. Now I get up first thing in the morning, seven minutes, yoga. It's a very simple workout. I've shown people what it is. It's basically sun salutation. But I do it every day. I force myself to get that activity in. And it helps me organize the rest of my day. Because for the rest of the day, I look back and say, you know what? If I got nothing else done today, I did my seven minutes of yoga with just a little bit of mindfulness while I was doing that. It loosens my body and loosens my mind. Now, while I say that and that you have to have a routine, it doesn't mean you should live without awareness. You got to have awareness. So develop speed bumps. For me, it's transcendental meditation, right? Because I've got to be able to respond. Remember, responsibility, after all, is just that, right? An ability to respond. So your class is graduating at one of the hardest times ever manageable, maybe the hardest time in the last 100 years, right? And I'm sure that many of you guys don't have jobs set up or you had them and you lost them. You're dealing with understandable fear about what's next in your lives. And by the way, everyone graduating college, graduating high school has fear in their lives. But yours is amplified a little bit, turbocharged, right? And because it's already normal to be anxious and overwhelmed at graduation, I can only imagine what it's like to be exacerbated with COVID-19 and all the crises around you. I got to say, most important thing I'll probably share about this wisdom is the world goes around, but it teaches you lessons as it does it. And we are ultimately uniquely able to support each other. We are the safety net for each other. So crutch on the people around you. I remember my very first day, having been a recent medical school graduate, when a nurse called me and, and called me Dr. Oz. And I looked around for Dr. Oz because the insecurity I had at holding that title and the responsibility that came along with it stunned me. But I was in a culture of caring. People around me wanted me to understand the field better and support the patients I was taking care of. Find that culture of caring in your life. Number five, find a mentor. Evaluate their strengths and their weaknesses. They'll have both. And then copy the positive attributes, the ones you want to be like. Remember, your teachers want you to stand on their shoulders. My biggest mentor is my father-in-law. And I remember I was playing Trivial Pursuit. It's a board game with him. And unfortunately, I don't know how many of you will experience this in your lives, but the answer to the question was him. 
He beat me, by the way. Uh, he was a, a doctor who was crowned rock doc by, by Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stone magazine said he was the first doctor to play rock music in the operating room. And I lost to him, but that's not why I admired him. Why I admired him was this man, Jerry Lamol, had a unique ability to combine science and spirituality. He understood the importance of the scientific world, but he also appreciated that science asked questions about how things work. Spirituality asked questions about why things work. And he knew how to prioritize his family because he respected that. That's what made him a mentor for me. Remember, your mentors want you to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So you're free to pursue excellence without the hindrance of fear. And don't forget the comfort zone. It's supposed to keep your life safe. It doesn't work that way. Your comfort zone is actually what keeps your life small. You don't want to be small, but you can be safe without being small. Number four, whatever you choose, do it fully with a passion and a childlike enthusiasm. Now, you don't want to go through the motions. It usually fails anyway, and it's not as much fun. I remember my dad, who grew up in a poor part of Turkey in the Depression, was taken to the airport. He tells me this story many times. And he said his mom escorted him, and she insisted on meeting the pilot. She'd never seen an airplane before. So this poor pilot had to come down the stairs, down to the tarmac, and speak to my grandmother. And she said, listen, you've got my son on this plane. She handed him a paper bag that had the lunch for my dad. She had no idea what was going on in this airplane. So the pilot had the paper bag. He was about to turn and go away. And she stopped him and she said, don't forget to fly that big metal bird really, really slowly and stay low to the ground. The lesson's clear. It won't work in life at any level. You guys are taking a risk just to move on with your life. You might as well make it a risk that's worth taking to make your life that much more memorable. Number three, recognize relationships need to be growing and partners need to be positively influencing each other all the time. You got to reinvent your relationships every seven years, right? You have chemical hormones that hold you together for that period, but if you don't grow together, you will grow apart. And the family is the final defense in a time of adversity. So whether I'm dealing with a patient who's not doing well or I messed up a taping, the kids, or in my case, the grandkids now, because my oldest daughter, Daphne, has got a bunch of them, uh, they want to play horsey, right? They're living in the moment, and I've got to keep up with them. And don't forget that when you form relationships, you're already separating from each other because you have expectations of each other. Allow those expectations to change to keep up with time so that you can rebuild those relationships, whether it's the person you're in love with, a member of your family already, uh, like your parents, or it's the job that you're about to engage in. Even the school that you're graduating from, those relationships have to mature as do your relationships with the students that went to school with you. All right, number two, never forget the body is a temple of the soul. Not just drugs and alcohol. That's what I'm, I'm talking about things better, better than that and bigger than that. It's not even cigarettes, whose havoc I battle daily. But it's subtle transgressions, like junk food, like a lack of exercise, like realizing that your physical health right, is going to dramatically color your mental health. If your body is doing what it needs to do, then your mind will come along for the ride. And remember, the one thing that you can change more dramatically than anything else is your body. And if you can change what's happening inside your body, you can change the world outside of it. That's what so much of my focus has been on in life, sharing wisdom with my own kids, with Health Corps, our kids' foundation that has changed the lives of so many around the country. But if you can gain the confidence that you can control your physical body by taking good care of it, then the world around you seems much more manageable. And let me take you to the last tip and the most important. You need to make the driving force in your life love, even more than wisdom. Now, humans don't wilt because of darkness. We wilt because of cold. Metaphorically, it's the love you have for people, not the wisdom, not the insights. It's the caring for all those around you. And you got to know that love is the governing influence because it's the perception of love more than it's mere existence that matters to those around you. If you apply love to the cold-hearted decisions that you got to make in business, 
right? It makes them a lot easier to make and you'll make decisions in a more insightful way. Unfortunately, when you make cold-hearted decisions, they're short-sighted, especially if you don't have the emotion of love around them. For example, studies of successful people have shown that it's not whether the child was well-educated, whether the parents loved the child that were the most important issues, but whether the child perceived that they were loved, right? And guess what? For the child to perceive that they were loved, you have to tell them that they were loved. If they're blessed with love, then they'll thrive. I'll get news for all of you. You have been blessed with love, transparent love. So please pass it along. The analogy is often made that we're more like raindrops than individuals. And those raindrops are falling into the sea of humanity's spirituality. I'll say it again. If you're like a raindrop, you want to be with the rest of the water. So do not take yourselves too seriously, but always, always be proud of who you are. Congratulations and good luck. You can find a collection of incredible commencement addresses from all your favorite speakers at the Commencement Podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.